On this week's episode of Living Free with RP, we got Jonathan Fulton, my RP twin. Diagnosed around the same age, currently the same age. He's into martial arts. Really awesome guy. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. So here's Jonathan Fulton's journey. Welcome to uh, the podcast. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime. It's always fun talking to different uh, people with our condition, hearing what the, you know, hearing their story and their takes on it. Correct. I agree. All right. So tell me a little about you, uh, a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, uh, tell everybody, you know, name and where you're from and, you know, family, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So my name is Jonathan Fulton. I am 38 years old. Um, I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I grew up in the area, um, lived a couple different places before, uh, lived a couple different places after high school before returning back to Philadelphia about four years ago. Um, I guess the, the RP story is my mother has RP and she's completely blind from it. Um, my brother, who's three years older than me, he has RP as well, and the progression between my brother and I is kind of, kind of uh, like comparable in a sense, where we both kind of experienced the same things around the same age, where he stopped driving around 26, 27, and then when I got 26, 27, I stopped driving. He had cataract surgery at the age of 33. I had cataract surgery at the age of 33. So, nice. Yeah. So, uh, when did you get diagnosed? Um, I was officially diagnosed probably at the age of 14. Well, you're like identical um, to me. <laughs> yeah. However, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing, um, as long as I can remember, we've needed to help my mother. Um, I don't really remember her without a cane in her hand. So knowing, you know, the, the presence of RP in her and, it kind of, and my brother and I always were, were a little slow at night when we're hanging out with our friends, even childhood or trick or treating and such. Um, also, I had a cousin on my father's side of the family who was in Operation Desert Storm and drove a Jeep into a, a, a building or a brick wall. And he jumped out and was like, ah, that brick wall came out of nowhere. Where'd it come <laughs> from? And they said wow. it was there. So the, the end result is I have a cousin uh, on my father's side of the family who has RP as well. And kind of these two factors uh, happened before I was 14. And you know, my brother 
when my brother and I went to get checked, I was 10, he was 13. They diagnosed him. They did not diagnose me at 10. And then when I went back at 14 years old, they diagnosed me officially. However, I kind of felt like it was coming. That's yeah, it was coming. So it <laughs> kind of, yeah. You know, when the doctor said you had it, I was, yeah, I know. It's okay. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I find if like, since people that I've talked to who, you know, like myself and everything who we already have parents that have it or, you know, other people in our family that have it, I think it really makes it just like, all right. <laughs> Correct. Um, (laughs) You're absolutely correct. Um, I'm sure much like you, you see people um, write their stories or share their experiences online where, you know, they might be in their 20s and they come home from the doctor and they're the first ones in their family and they don't even know what RP is and all of a sudden they're diagnosed with it or they're referring to a teenager uh, child that they have who's got diagnosed with it and they don't even know anything about it, let alone aware that it was a gene in their, in their family tree. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Cause I see those posts on Facebook and mm-hmm. it's, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but sometimes I, when I see them, I think to myself, like, you're fine. Like it's my reaction. If I, but my experience is, you know, I didn't, I had somebody. But Correct. I get that. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my mother, um, we grew up, um, we grew up in a suburb of, of Philadelphia called Cheltenham, but it borders, the north side of North Philadelphia. So we grew up a half a block away from a train station. So even as a kid, I would walk with my mother to the train and we would take the train to center city. We would get on the bus and go places. And my mother's always, she's an unstoppable force of um, just life in general. So as a child, seeing my mom go, get up, let's go. And she's the one with the cane leading the way and leading with the energy. It's, you know, I can, my brother and I have no excuse but to follow suit as adults ourselves. Yeah, it was easy just to be like, hey, my mom's done it. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, my mom did it. Yeah. There's no excuse. <laughs> we're, we're good. Got nothing. You know? Yeah. So that's, exactly. I always, I find that interesting though. Every time you see those posts and you're just, I, I want to just, I just comment. I'm like, you're okay. <laughs> yep. You're all right. Exactly. Yeah. What, what do I do? My son's, you know, my son has it. And what do, it's like, he, he's just down to live life. Like, live you know every day like it's the last and just enjoy it just that's what my mom always told me just live Correct. every day you know and that's it i mean but it's, i guess it's tough if you're like i can't imagine know what it would be like if say my mom didn't have it and i was you know the lucky first you know and, i mean she was crying anyway regardless mm-hmm. <laughs> even, even though like, so who in your family has it your mother or your father just uh just my mother Okay. And that's as far as we really know, because my grandfather was adopted, so we don't know anything farther back from there. Right. My, um, on my mom's side of the family, um, her grandparents were the, the first generation Americans um, that grew up in New York City. Yeah. So her great-grandparents kind of came over as adults through Ellis Island, so there's, you can only go back so far <laughs> right you know now you, I, you I said yours think, is i don't the... think i don't i don't think they brought the medical records over with them so no no probably not <laughs> yeah now you said you wait, you said it's on your father's side though right or, or correct i do have a cousin and actually my uncle my father's uh youngest brother he said he was diagnosed with rp and he doesn't drive much anymore as well so i don't so you got both no got and they're, they're the only ones on my father's side that that have it and we don't know where it comes from. Um, my grandmother, my father's mother, she passed away at 84, and uh, she drove a car up 
into her 80s, you know. There's no, yeah, we don't know where that came from. (laughs) Well, because sometimes it's also, I mean, it's routine for us. So sometimes you can get away with driving a car for X amount of time if you got, you just happen to get really lucky. Correct. You you just don't realize, oh, I, that that car just came out of nowhere. Oh, he cut me off. (laughs) Exactly. No, he didn't cut, no, 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 he he didn't cut you off. (laughs) Exactly. I, I actually just saw my, um. I actually just saw my retinal specialist at Will's Eye Hospital here in Philadelphia, Dr. Ho. And um, he's been a, um, a great individual. He, he implanted a bionic eye in my mom about five, six years ago. So he still sees us uh, yearly. And he was asking about my vision. And, you know, part of Center City and part of uh, my, my travels uh, when I walk is going through Chinatown section of Philadelphia. And I said, I have the tough balance of, walking through a busy area like Chinatown and somebody just came up out of nowhere and cut me off. And I don't know if that's because of my RP or if that's because I'm walking through Chinatown and that <laughs> happens to everybody. He goes, that happens to people who, who oh, have cool. perfect vision. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's yeah. crazy. Wait, so your mom has a Bionic guy? Yes. In 2014, um, my mother received the Argus 2 implant. Oh, okay. That's right. I heard about that. Yeah, um, she was the sixth person in the country in the United States after it was FDA approved to receive it. And um, she was the first, one of the first patients of, yeah, the first patient of uh, Dr. Ho to have it done. And um, she's, she enjoys it. It, what, it creates 60 pixels. Okay. And so there's basically a computer chip in her eye. She wears uh, glasses that has a camera on the bridge of the glasses. And there's a cord from the camera to what's called a VPU, a video processing unit. And what that does, it, it'll turn it on, uh, adjust the contrast, invert the contrast, uh, depending on if it's a sunny day or overcast day outside. And that um, it, it there's 60 pixels available. So if she's looking at a door frame, mm-hmm. the pixels will create the outline of the door frame. Wow. Um, so if, she, if she's at a table and there's a plate and a cup, the pixels will create kind of like a, the outline or the clusters that there's an object here and an object there, like a plate in front of you and a cup to your right. And also to should be able to tell like this is a plate because it's larger. So, oh, so, but, that, so it's not perfect, but it works. Correct. And mm-hmm. it's, the it's it's the the first um uh it's the first device that or whatever you want technology that's been approved so it's even though it's the argus even though it's the argus 2 it's the second generation but this is the first that was went through fda approval so the way i equate it is it's kind of the infancy of the technology for geordie from star trek and um (laughs) if you look at it from a video game standpoint and I tried to play Madden with my nephew over Thanksgiving weekend. He's nine. And that Madden now is not what it used to be when I played it when I was a kid. No, no, no. So basically what my mom has in her eye is, uh, is Pong, just the earliest of all technologies. So all right, all right. the excitement of what it can develop and what it can grow into is great. Now, kids, you know, kind of like how game. video games has developed. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know? now, now, kids, Pong was a game where it was just a paddle. Correct. For, 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 for your listeners out there who are in your 
early 20s or you know teens or whatever uh, yeah pong was this game that had little two paddles on each a paddle on each side and a ball just bouncing back <laughs> at there. the time it was breakthrough revolutionary oh, yeah thrilling game yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah because you know there's probably somebody out there that's 21 right now going what is pong correct <laughs> that's when you feel yeah and that is something my um uh my brother eric he i believe he called my mom one day and said by the way i put your name on a list and she what list and it was <laughs> the list to be considered for the argus to implant so my brother was the the real uh pioneer and trying pushing that and you know my mom always had the attitude of you know what, what's going to happen? I'm, I'm going right. to become more blind. I don't care if it doesn't work for me, but they can make it better for somebody else. That's right. perfect. You know, there's a lot of people out there like that who are like, I don't mind being the guinea Correct. pig, you know, like, let me be the, yeah. I'll Correct. <laughs> it's like, what's worse? What's the worst comes going to happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where is your vision exactly like right now? Um, Right now, I just have pretty much central vision. Okay. I don't feel I have any peripheral vision. Um, at night, my vision is pretty poor. I do use a cane at night, typically to let other people know, stay out of my way. I don't see too good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and also, too, it does help me with certain city streets when it comes to cracks and curbs and um, other fun obstacles in the concrete jungle. But, um, yeah. So you don't use it during the day? No, I don't use it during the day. Like even going there to say, a few, stores. I uh, correct. Um, I'm a little. If I'm alone, I if it's a crowded store, mm -hmm. I just navigate slowly um, if I need to. But um, I don't really feel. Um, I don't really feel I need it during the day just yet. There have been a few times I pulled it out during heavy crowded areas. Okay. And I wanted to get through because it does kind of part the seas a little bit easier at times. Um, but uh, no, during the day, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. But you have it, do you carry it with you? Yes, I have it with me at all times. Yes. Oh, okay. So just in case you could have it out, some, someone's not like, this guy looks like he's drunk. <laughs> Correct. You know? And you're like, no, 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 I got this. I, I don't need it right yeah, now. But I, I, I have this. I, Myself and I think that my brother may have been um, there, there. Even before I started bringing a cane with me at night, I would go meet somebody in a bar and I would make my way to the bar stool and the bartender would cut me off even before I ordered a drink. And I would <laughs> I have to explain, no, listen, you know. Yeah. That's an awful thing. Yeah, I have to, that's, you, don't, you don't think about that until it happens. Correct. And then, that's how you then when, Yeah, then once you get the cane and you walk in there and the bartender might, oh, well, let me, let me help him out with a stronger drink. I know he's not driving, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, no, no, he's not delusional or something. He's, Correct. He has an issue. <laughs> That's great. So what are the things that, like, what are your interests? Like, what are you, like, what are you into? Um, I, I, I train and I compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Sweet. I've been doing that for uh, over a decade now, maybe about 12 years. Okay. Um, that is something that I, I took some karate as a kid. And then uh, in my mid-20s, I wanted to get back in shape. And I was living in South Florida. And so I would watch, you know, a little bit of the MMA on TV. And so I joined a gym just to take some kickboxing classes, uh, which I did. 
and then I started doing the, the, the no-gi grappling and I just started to continue to enjoy it. And even in my mid twenties, I could, I knew my vision, I, I knew where, where it was going. So even though I still took kickboxing classes, I could only do so much, couldn't do that much live sparring. Um, cause when you don't, when you have zero peripheral vision, you're always a sucker for a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been hit in the head a lot. <laughs> so have I, um, but <laughs> I, I felt that, um, some of the jujitsu and the judo is, is things that I could compete, you know, even competing in class a hundred percent with no limitations or nobody holding back on me. Um, and so it's something that I could actually get a great physical workout, physical exertion. I grew up playing all types of sports growing up, like baseball, soccer, basketball. So, um, being involved in a sport is, you know, been a part of my life. And so I was glad that I was able to kind of fall into jujitsu and, you know, I've been training ever since I compete. Um, I teach classes now, so it's, it's become a huge part of my life. Nice. I mean, my, uh, me and my friend slash my, my teacher, uh, we always joke around about jujitsu. I think the joke was, uh, it's like you're, you're two, you know, two guys or ever trying to get each other's laundry off or something or trying to get each other's uniform or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Now we respect it, though. But yeah, but, uh, yeah. It was um, it was actually about a uh, a couple months ago. We had a on Sundays we have competition team training, and so my coach in the middle was uh, at one point was walking around and handing out blindfolds to people, and some of the newer people didn't know what we were doing. And I've done blindfold training before, and I know that a lot of people do that. And when he came to hand it to me, I looked at him, I go, do I really need this? He goes, ah, just put it on so you're part of everybody else. <laughs> and so we did a lot of blindfold training. So it was it was fun for me and fun for everybody else. And then actually people came up to me after and said, I actually, not that I didn't have respect for you. I have a lot more for you now. So nice. Wait, so you don't like. You, you wouldn't spar anymore or do you still oh, no. spar? I mean, well, with, with, with jujitsu, it's not, there's no striking or swimming. Right. It's all like on the ground. It's all, it's, all, know, it's all grip fighting and, and grappling. Like so I do, I, I competed, I did a, uh, it, this past August, I went to Las Vegas and did a competition and I'm probably going to be doing one in February or March. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. So yeah, I still do actively compete i actively train at least five days a week i'm at the gym probably about seven days a week just being there and being involved in helping out so nice i'm telling you it's like uh, it's like i'm talking to myself over here <laughs> <laughs> every time i talk to somebody i always find someone that's like it's like they're similar but like you're like probably so far almost like <laughs> almost identical it's like well it's same age same time you got diagnosed uh, oh wow yeah, yeah. yeah very uh you know, you're into, you know, all the sports working out, you know, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. What about anything else? Like, I mean, I know obviously you like to go to bars. Yeah. Um, I, I do like to socialize and go out to bars. Um, I, I think the biggest, probably the biggest challenge is, but once you, uh, the biggest challenge, I guess, is comedy clubs. They're always so dark. However, oh, yeah. once you get like really good friends and a good support system around you, you know, you can always find, you know, get to where you need to go. Um, 
And I think that's the biggest thing, especially if anybody who's newly diagnosed with RP and they don't know what to do or don't know where to begin or think uh, life is over is you just have to build a support system around yourself. Even when I was in Las Vegas with uh, my team from the gym, I did, did two or three people would walk in front of me. I would walk right behind them and they would always make sure there was a path cleared for me, always make sure that I was getting where I needed to go. And um, so that's the, the biggest thing. Um, but I try to socialize as much as possible. Um, I have a brother and my brother lives outside of Washington, D.C., so I try to travel there a couple times a year. Um, but uh, stay as active as I can. I agree with that. But to add to that, yeah, definitely uh, for anybody out there listening, it's, that's true. If you're new or whatever, definitely, because I have the same thing. I'm lucky enough to have three or four or five, you know, really <clears throat> solid friends, you know, that, Correct. you know, if I need to get out or, you know, you know, go for a ride somewhere, or if I need to get somewhere, whatever it is, or while I'm out there, you know, keeping an eye out for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's definitely really important because I know my mom always says now, you know, I think I don't think our support system is as good. So, cause you always tell me, "Oh, you better if you move or go somewhere, you better make sure that you're close to a bus line because you're not always gonna have friends and people to, you know, you know, get you places." And and I'm like, "Well, I don't know, mom. I have a, I have a, I, I'm doing pretty well so far." So, I don't <laughs> no, know. it is good, and I I I I understand what she's uh, the message she's trying to convey. There is, even though you have great friends, as if you still have that bus line or that train line, that's your independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to depend on friends, you know, especially the close ones. Um, but if you still have that option of your independent, you don't have to choose that option of independence at that moment of taking the bus. Oh, right. But knowing that it's there, it still clicks in you mentally that, I can still do it if I want to. However, it's a rainy, cold night. I have a friend that can get me right. <laughs> right. You know, having that option in your mind, it's just one of those little mental triggers or things you can, you know, trick your brain on to keep a positive outlook on it. Right. I tell you, I usually Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I Uber, mom. I'm like, I usually use Uber. So I need to get my, my mom uses Uber. Um, my mom's pretty, my mom's just turned 73 and she uses all the accessibility features in her iPhone. And I tell you, she's more iPhone savvy than some of her friends her age that have <laughs> perfect vision. It's pretty amazing. They have the same and my mom, same way. yeah, my mom <laughs> uses Uber and, and it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I tried to get my mom to do, but she's like, I don't think she would. I don't think she would. She's, <laughs> she's a bus goer. She's, she's always been, I mean, I grew up also with her, you know, like you said, how, you know, you and your mom would go on the bus and stuff like that. That's the same, same thing. Me and my mom would go to the, on the bus and, you know, go to the mall or go to you right. know, whatever and stuff like that. So, Always oh, a bus goer, but she would. She, I think she looks at it as like other one. It's too expensive, or two is like lazy. Yeah, it's a generational thing. I got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for me, it's like if I want to go where my independence, I think, would be if I want to go say to the where I work out. It's usually at the you know the track near me in town, mm-hmm. or I go to like the YMCA in town, and mm-hmm. I just walk myself. Like I get my, you know rock, get my cane out, and you know I go, you know. So that's why I think I get my, that's my itch, if you will. To Yeah, no, like, no. Okay, I get out. I can still do things by myself. Yeah. Go. Yeah, as long as you have things within that walking distance, correct? Yeah. Just that's scratches, good. scratches that itch, you know? <laughs> so uh, here we go. Here's a, here's a fun question. Who, uh, 
I know we all obviously, you know, you see my logo is the uh, the wet, the dreaded wet floor sign. So oh. who, who wins in a fight? Is it you or the wet floor sign? Um, I do. Woo-hoo. The uh, the 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 wet floor signs. I call them landmines. Um, <laughs> I get. I, th- I think sometimes, especially if in the wintertime when I'm wearing Timberlands, I'm. I, I after I, I like much like a lot of people, you got to be able to make fun of yourself and joke about is typically when I kick it clear across the Dunkin' Donuts floor when I'm trying to get coffee and everyone turns and looks, I just say laces out Marino and I try <laughs> to move on. It's <laughs> yeah, Not today. the worst is Not when you kind of graze it and then you see it spinning and tilting and you feel as though I can catch it. Yeah. And then right. it just falls on its side. <laughs> now if you knock it over, do you just like carry on or do you just would you just like yeah i meant to do that um like, you know, typically like, i'm just... nice and i kind of uh Whoops. pick it back up and oh, try okay. and put it back to where it was or if i'm close to the door sometimes i just kind of slide out and move on with my day <laughs> it's always dunkin donuts i'm always ready for that like i i walk into dunkin i'm like i don't know if they just it's like they constantly mop the floor yep it's like every time you go in the sign is always there like is there ever a time when the floor isn't wet like i like every time I go in, that that wet floor sign is out there, and it's waiting for me. And especially if it's a um, one that I frequent, I kind of feel like they're doing it on purpose. They're, they're setting up an <laughs> obstacle course for me to see how well I do this time. They're like, "Oh, the guys! The, oh, the blind guy's coming in! Hurry, quick! <laughs> Hurry, get it! Don't put it! Don't put it where he had it last time. Let's let's put yes. it to the right. Yeah, totally mess him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point." And then when you get in and you, and you avoid it, you have to look at it and be like, not today. Correct. I take it yeah. as a small victory. Yep. Gotcha. gotcha. That was actually, um, I told my, my older brother this, and it was when I was in South Florida, and there was a, uh, I went to a jujitsu competition, and I was wearing sneakers. And in South Florida, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of jujitsu down there. And I saw a lot of friends, a lot of teammates, a lot of, famous people in the jujitsu world walking around, walking by me, all wearing flip-flops. And I was so proud that I went the entire day that I did not step on one person's toe. Ah, there you go. Because everyone was wearing flip-flops and I was wearing shoes. And typically I'd shuffle my feet or I find some way to bump into somebody or step on someone's foot just in general in logistics of life with a visual impairment. But on that particular day, the last thing I wanted to do was step on some high level competitor's toe and hurt his toe and then ruin his day. And, you know, but yeah, I was, I was pretty proud of that day. <laughs> like take him out before he even gets a chance to compete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got you. <laughs> Not today, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, um, what are some like I'm trying to think? What are some like funny or not maybe funny, but like some of the things you get from people, like what that bother you, like questions, um, like you know, like oh, can you see, like you know, I usually it's you know, can can oh, can you see how many fingers I'm holding up? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, no, that is that is classic. And you know, what one one thing I found over the years is when you say you, you're legally blind or you have a visual impairment, it the immediate reaction or question you get from people 
you can get a good gauge on if that person is going to be a good support system, a good friend, or just nonsense you need to uh, push out of the way because you'll say, oh, I'm legally blind. Oh, you are legally blind? How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> and it's like, I told you I'm legally blind. I can't see. Can you so, tell me how many fingers am I holding up? And sometimes I just <laughs> give them the middle finger. It's usually one. It's usually just one. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it, it, and also, too, uh, it, my, my brother told me this. Uh, he switched from saying he was legally blind to having a visual impairment. Because anytime you say, I'm legally blind, it changes it, somebody, yeah. somebody who's wearing glasses goes, I'm legally blind, too, if I take my glasses, glasses off. I, it's like, <laughs> I have a visual impairment. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think a lot of times uh, the big, the biggest thing is I have a hereditary visual disease. Okay. So what's the cure? Oh, I wish it was that easy. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Hey, why don't you just do this? Exactly. Yes. Have you thought about exactly. going and doing this? Like, yeah, you know, like, well, I feel if if it were really that easy, don't you don't you think everybody with RP would it have already been done already? We've already been done already. Like, uh, oh, have you looked into anything? Have you? It, it would it'd be out there. Yeah. Correct. It'd be like curing cancer. You know, like everyone, it would just be like known. People would just be like, oh, you, it's like you know when you have like my my sister had thyroid cancer. That's that's pretty much easily, you know, resolved. You know, so it's not like really a big but, deal. And also too, when I would tell people have a visual disability or visual impairment in my 20s there would be somebody else that would say like oh my grandmother has glaucoma yeah, you sorry that, that yeah. your grandmother has that however this 50 year age gap <laughs> between myself and your grandmother makes kind of a world of a difference uh, <laughs> so you mean your grandmother pretty much got to live her entire much more, most of her life correct having full sight but yet we're similar now <laughs> correct yeah those are those are fun i, I think the biggest the, one of the biggest challenges when i lived in south florida and i during my time living in florida I, I stopped driving and when i would tell people i don't drive a car they go oh too many duis no <laughs> no it's i have actual visual impairment it's pretty i remember getting all the time when i you know you know, you know, when we first got you know, yeah, you know, so we all we all have bad, you know, night vision. Correct. So I mean, I was I was driving, obviously. So people go, how do you, how do you drive at night though? And I'm like, you know, cars have headlights. You know, <laughs> there's there's street lights. The it's not like the entire world is pitch black at night and I, and in driving like it's the the world. Correct. Is and I I actually I drove a little bit at night even as a teenager, but it was only within my neighborhood. Okay. Um, but I didn't really drive um, whenever, because a lot of my friends, even I have a couple of friends that I met in kindergarten, I still text with them on a daily basis that um, they would drive, you know? Right. And so again, it goes back to having a good support system and good people around you that get it. And so I was never the go-to driver at night if we were hanging out, you know, <laughs> in high school or what have you. So. Oh, okay. You ever find it's not yeah. as enjoyable, like driving in general, over over all the time that you were driving? Did you, did you ever find that it really wasn't as enjoyable as it should have been? Because it felt like um, more work, you know. Like sometimes you, you yeah, have to work really hard. It, it 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 did get to a point. Uh, uh, you're correct as far as not your eyes had to work a little bit harder, but then you you're probably overcompensating in your mind. 
Okay. Like, I know I can't, you know, I got to look left, look right, look left again. Maybe I got to look right again and then left again. Yeah, and then right. I go. Now I go. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, your, 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 your mind is making your eyes work harder. So, you, yeah, you're right. At the end of the driving, you're just, oh, yay, no accidents. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you're so relieved, but you might be a little mentally exhausted when it's just kind of a natural instinct to other people. So, yeah, that totally relate to that. Ugh. Yeah, I, it was like towards the end, I just like, you know, people were like, I don't even like, I don't, I'm like, I had friends that were like, oh, I love driving. I'm like, I, I just don't. <laughs> like, I know yeah, that I don't, and, no, I don't, it's like, I miss it, but. It, and, it, and, and and also I've, I've uh, you know, uh, seen on, you know, some of the support groups of people who post about they missed an exit at night, which is along their daily commute. And they're questioning whether, they're, they should stop driving or not. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. They may be the first person in their family to have RP. So you try, they try to postpone the inevitable, if you will. Okay. And I pretty much stopped driving because there was some, there was a lot of kids in my neighborhood and I don't know if I could ever live with myself if I got into an accident or I didn't see a kid and I hit that kid and it's me. I was being selfish that I wanted to drive to the store instead of walking a quarter of a mile. Right. That's a good one. That's, yeah. Well, that's, so that's, that's how I, that that's how I put it into perspective. Like, you know, if you know, my, I, I knew my, I knew I was going to have to stop driving someday. Right. My mom, I think my mom drove for two, three years here many years ago. And I knew other people that lost their vision from RP. And um, they stopped driving. And so I knew that driving was not going to be an option anymore. And I just would not, I don't know how I would feel if I got into an accident and I injured someone's son or daughter or injured somebody's mother because my vision, I missed something. And I could have just walked to the store instead well, of getting in a car and zooming there. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like you could possibly get your vision back, you could possibly get cured. But the, the thought the you killing somebody will never leave you. Yeah. Correct. So Correct. So like you say, yeah. And that, it made, made me made you know, made me feel actually selfish of kind of going the instant gratification of like, I'm just gonna drive there. I'm fine. Like, no, I'm not fine. I have a visual uh, impairment and it's not good to operate heavy machinery. <laughs> no. Well, cause think about it. There's I mean, and you can also rationalize the thinking yourself that how many people, how many elderly people are on the road right now getting into accidents, whatever, but they continue to drive, you know, like, well, so the people that they should probably stop driving when they were 60, they're still mm -hmm. driving and they're, they're 80, you know, they have yep. 20 extra years where we're like, you know, we, we could easily just look and go, Hey, you know what? They're getting in accidents too. So whatever, like, I'm just gonna, no, I'm just gonna keep no, going. I, I, I totally, I totally understand and respect like that thought process. Cause that's kind of natural. Like if they're doing it, why don't I do it? Hey. Like, you know, my, 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 it's, they, again, they don't have RP. Nope. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's the same exact reason why I stopped because I did, I, I can, I don't care if I hurt myself or something Correct. happens to my car or whatever, all those other Correct. things or I hit a cone or something, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. but just the thought that, that's something you can't watch out for. Some kid running out into the street or whatever. Those are things you can't really, as long as everyone's paying attention, uh, doing the rules of the road, I could drive right now. So, 
If so not everyone it, follows the rules of the road. Yeah, but not everybody does. If you could say, and, and, hey, I guarantee more. you, because we overcompensate with our mind and our eyes, we might have our eyes on the road more so than a fully visioned person who's oh, yeah. consistently looking down at their phone. I used to tell people that all the time. I used to say when uh, I was still driving in my like my early twenties and stuff at night and stuff, I'd say, you know what? I'm probably a better driver at night than most people are. <laughs> Because yeah. I have to be more on top of myself, like at night. So, yeah, that's definitely that's a good point. Yeah, we, we're probably we are. We're probably better. Still, right? It still it still doesn't t- it uh, it still doesn't take away. It, it still doesn't make the RP better. No. You know, right. wh- wh- however, you overcompensate it with other people. You know, you as an individual still have RP. So, yep. to me, it's not an excuse. No, right. You see, you still have to make that decision. You know, it's we all have to make that. You know that decision, but I wanted that decision myself. I didn't want a doctor to say, oh, I'm taking your license away. Or, you know, or, you know oh, I, yeah. think you're, you think, I think you're done here. It's like, no, like, I want, <laughs> I'm, I'll make that call. You know, I want to choose that. You know, that's actually, coming. that's actually a really good approach, especially for anybody who's, you know, considering it, you know, you're doing it on, even though you're doing it because of RP, you're still doing it on your own terms. Yeah. Not exactly. the doctor's terms. Cause you can't control a vision loss. It's tough to control that. Correct. So at least like you're like, I could control this. I, you know, I could say I'm making that decision. RP didn't make that decision, really. I'm making this decision. Correct. And then you're kind of taking control of and dictating, you know, your attitude and your flow in life. That's good. No, because I, I would, I, I mean, you hear people like that who are like, well, I went to the doctor's day and, you know, they, you know, they took my license. You know, they, they told me I can't, I can't drive. It's like, that's not that. I feel that would be just so devastating, you know. Like a professional, mm-hmm. like a professional baseball player or something, being told, "Hey, that's it. You're done. Your career and your your career is over. Like you, you you'll never play baseball again." You're like, "Oh, that that's <laughs> that sucks." You know, Whereas, uh, yeah. There's a lot of athletes like that that kind of hang around way longer. Oh than yeah, they should have. <laughs> and you see that's it, exactly. See, and, there, and there's a that's a perfect example. Yeah, there's, there's those athletes that you're like, done. You really got to <laughs> stop. I love seeing you out there, and it's great. You're kind of you're kind of ruining my childhood hero. Yeah. <laughs> all those great memories are just going away. <laughs> Correct. All right. So if you could get your vision back up, if you could get it back, hundred percent today, right now, like what's like that first thing you're doing? Hmm. You haven't been able to maybe like you know something maybe you never did or like what's something you'd love to do first thing to get your vision back. I, I'd probably travel somewhere by myself. Um, maybe just go to, like, uh, maybe go to uh, Europe or somewhere, and to be able to just um, to rely on wander somebody. wander around a city and immerse myself in a culture and just kind of blend in. Um, I, I've traveled before; I enjoy traveling, but you know, being able to go on an, an adventure on your own, you're a little bit more hesitant when you have a visual disability, especially oh, yeah. if you're in a foreign country um and especially at night with the whole nighttime factor so i think maybe going on an adventure like that you know finding a destination and just going and uh you know putting on a backpack and just going on a walkabout if you will that's awesome you're you're like the second different answer normal the normal answer tends to be so far is just getting in a car and driving like just blasting radio and just you know yeah 
going on. I could see that, that that crossed through my mind for sure. But I like that yeah. you went you went with uh, something a little different. So that's uh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. So here's another one I gotta know because like I, I'm still trying to find someone like myself. L- lately, I, I you know we you know we have dreams and in our dreams we're normally fully sighted or that's not really something that's even thought about but lately and i don't know if not recently but like i don't know if sometimes i'll get i'll have dreams and in my dream i'm driving and i'm, I'm aware i'm visually impaired mm. interesting so, yeah so i was wondering if and i'm sure it's because sometimes maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking about my vision a lot maybe certain during a day maybe and mm-hmm. it's coming it's coming out you know in my dreams um so I was wondering if have you ever had a dream anyway that where you were visually impaired? Right off the top of my head, no. I don't. I'm trying to think if there was ever a dream where my visual impairment w- was In, a factor. Yeah, yeah or, a factor. at least you were thinking about it anyway. Because normally I don't even. It's like yeah, you know, except my dreams, I'm just I'm normal, or so to speak. You know, I'm like just doing my thing. I don't. It's not even a thought. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas yeah, I had a couple of dreams here and there where I'm like. I get excited when I have dreams where I'm driving, but then I'll have now I'll have dreams where I'm driving. But when I'm driving, it's like, it's not that it's hugely bad, but it's like, I'm a very aware of it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I shouldn't be driving. You know, like, I'm, I'm visually impaired. You know, <laughs> like, it's but in you're my still head. Doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe it's because of just, you know, having a particular day where maybe I had a rough RP day and, yeah uh, and it's really in my subconscious like i'm just overly thinking about it i'm stressing about it maybe and then all of a sudden boom right. you know yeah okay just curious if so i'm waiting for somebody to be like oh my god yeah me too <laughs> it hasn't happened yet but i'm waiting because <sighs> we also we all know our uh our brains are very 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 powerful yes they are because people don't realize that because when you tell people that we're like visually impaired or blind or you know whatever you use, their thought is that we're seeing black. You know, like it's like we're all black and it's light, but it's like no, it's like point A. Our brain has point A, and B is missing, but they have C, so they fill that in. Your brain, yeah. Just people um, going along with what you said when you say people who are not aware of diseases like RP and um, if they, they feel if you have uh, an issue with your vision, you either need your glasses to correct your vision or you're just Stevie Wonder blind. Yes. <laughs> they don't see the, the gray area, the partial blindness. They don't, they don't see the most, most times it's because they're not aware. Right. No. You know, just, so that's why typically when I say I have a visual impairment, you know, you'll get the questions, how many fingers am I holding up? Or you might get questions like, why do you have it? Is it a disease? Yes. Right, yeah. Is yeah. it genetic? Yes. And then those are the people that I love to engage in conversation with. Yep. Um, and then you get, you know, can't educate uh, the people who are unwilling to listen. But every now and again, you get people who are interested and want to listen and learn. And so trying to break that, either needing glasses to see the chart in your doctor's office Right. Or your Stevie Wonder blind filling in that huge gap there is a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the moment where I bump into somebody or something, and they go, "What are you blind?" 
So I can just be like, well, well yeah. you know, I mean, I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> funny you not say. Not yet, not yet, but if you check back with me in a decade or two. Yeah, fu- funny story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or I always say, like, when I'm using my cane, I used to always, you know, you know, you sweep back and back and forth and whatever. And, I'm, and I told my mom, I said, well, what if I'm in a crowded situation and I, and I, and I trip somebody or I hit them? And she's like, it's your safety over theirs. Correct. And I'm like, all right, I, I guess that's how I'm, I'm just worried that my mom and whack into somebody and they're just like, what the heck? You know, you're like, well, sorry, well, you, you got sight. I don't. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Like even when I walk on the sidewalk at night, you know, I still have enough vision that I can see people in front of me. It's just at night when there's uh, a lot of people, it's hard for me to uh, naturally navigate, which would be the best way through or around this crowd. So using my cane and walking slow, People see it, move out of my way, yeah. or help me around certain situations. Um, but there are times that when I'm walking with my cane and I see somebody coming towards me, I see their body, I see their face because their phone is glowing on their face, uh, indicating that they're looking down. Yeah. And there's times I just still walk forward and kind of brace for impact. And I have <laughs> clipped people in the shoulder, shoulder oh, oh, yeah. and they turn with the whole, what the... I go, ah, sorry, I bumped into you. I'm a little, and then they go into the, oh, no, it's my fault. Yes, you're right. Eyes up when you walk. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. Watch where you're going. Yeah. That's true. So, but yeah, I, oh, I've done it. Like, our brains can't, once you're in a probably, you know, dark situation, our brains can't keep up with the eye, like our eyes and our brains. Correct. Process that fast enough. People are coming at us so quickly that. Correct. It, it's like, it's like those, oh, I told it's like those, um, when you're playing like PlayStation, Mm-hmm. And you're walking, and all of a sudden, boom! The tree just appears. Yep. You know, because it's like the, it it can't, it's not you know processing fast enough. You know, so you, that's how I just if I tell people like, oh, how do you how do you see or what do you see or how does you know how does something happen to you? I'm like, well, put it this way: this is like a video game where I'm walking, and all of a sudden, boom! Some the, the landscape all of a sudden changes magically. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's not magically to us. It's just we we realize that it was always there. Mm-hmm. We're just fine. It just caught. I just caught it in a part of my eyes where it's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we have like, I feel like we have, I feel me, I don't know if anybody else, and I'm sure it is because I have patches I find like missing spots. Like it's, my central vision is really good. Um, it's like 2025. But mm. like all around is just all, the, you know, the, the RP. But I feel like there's spots where it's missing. Like I can put my hand and I don't see it. But if I move uh-huh. my hand left or right, there it is. You know, it's just a little like it's not black. It's not a black area, but it's like missing. It's just like a, yeah. bl- like a blind spot. Yep. No, it's so, so, so uh, go, going. You'll like this. Uh, going back to the question, if I got my vision restored, yeah. It, it and like I said, my brother has RP as well. So if I one up that and say both of us got our vision restored, all right. I think what I would like to do is take a trip. One moment. Yeah. I would like to take a trip with my brother and my nephew, and we will go to to Iowa, where that baseball field is, where they filmed Field of Dreams. Okay. Because every, every year they go there and they play baseball. Oh, that's cool. And I think um, it's kind of hard to play catch these days. Yeah, if you don't so track the ball well enough. If I got if I got vision back to the point where I could play catch, play baseball, that's a trip I would like to take with my brother and my nephew. That'd be good. I like that. 
that's good too. Like I said, you are, you're lucky. I've seen my sister. She's not lucky, but like it's cool that you have even even helps even have a sibling. I felt you know your brother have it. You know, so you guys can kind of like you know. It's it's a, you're right. It's a double each other. We both have it. However, like, we both balance each other out and go oh. <laughs> You know, like I gave up driving. Like, oh yeah, so did I, I just I. now. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I it's like, because we grew up. You know, I mean, at least I me, mean, I grew up. I didn't have any, I didn't have anybody to talk to, who was my age, right? Know, who had this? So I can be like, oh my god, you have this? Like, oh, great. <laughs> let's let's talk. You know, like no, like so. It's cool that you had somebody. Right, you know, boom, flood. Yep. That you could feed off. Hey, what are you seeing? Correct. Like, what's, what's I did this today? Did you have this ever happened to you? Like, yeah, yeah, and and even still too, like um, like I I showed him what I do to invert the contrast on my iPhone because it's easier for me to have a black background with white oh, text. Oh my god, I just did that. And, it's awesome. And then he um over Thanksgiving he showed me the new iPad that he had, and now they have like a night mode setting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so he goes, I have it. It's night mode on my iPad twenty four seven. And he told me about so. You know, cool. so you know, we, we learn from each other and share things with each other. So yeah, it is, it's a great. Yeah. Cause I knew update was awesome. They just did uh for a uh, iPhone. Yes. Like, you can have it this way or you can have it, you know, invert. I'm like, what? I want this. And see, here's, here's the thing too. Great. And it is, is a lot of people might not be aware of this until I mention it is that, you know, a lot of, the accessibility features in the first generation, first few generation iPhones are now standard on the iPhone. Like, Oh yeah. It's mm -hmm. speaking to you, you talking to it. So the, the accessibility and visual impairment like has created luxury standards for, you know, people with no disabilities. Yep. You know, the whole talk to text or having it read back to you like that all that has always been there. And then yeah. it moved from the accessibility into like, it's you know, your home yeah. screen. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things where people go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel bad. You're visually impaired. You know, like, however, cool my mom has had one of those uh, remote controls that you talk to from Comcast for years because oh, it, okay. it was, it was originally made for people with visual disabilities. Now all these remote controls, my Amazon fire stick, it has one of those talk to Alexa things or whatever, and right. now it's a standard. So a lot of people don't, you know, connect that. No, right. You know? I think it's great. I tell people, I mean, I've had an Android, I've had an iPhone, and if I'm going with what usability and what, like just accessibility features, I think iPhone just it's just yep. it's superior to Android only because it's they do they work so well building it into, you know the the ios it's all just it works so well and it's very uh user friendly whereas if you're Correct. androids i've tended i think they, there's tons of things you could do with an android but for someone visually impaired it's almost useless mm -hmm. it's all stuff we're not even going to use <laughs> it just takes up too much yeah, it's, it's just too much choices i think i mean my mom had an android and she couldn't figure it out whereas i got her like an old got an older iphone like an iphone 6 i think mm -hmm. and, um fine she, yeah she loves it she's done way more on that than than anyway yeah no i i've always had an iphone since the first one came out and then my mom i believe got an iphone 4 when they came out and i remember just sitting with her one day and just going through certain things and ever since then she's just you know she's not up to speed with the latest iphone but she's still she 
text messages. I don't know how she does it, but I, I get a heart. <laughs> I get a heart emoji from my mom. Like, okay, <laughs> but uh, you know, I get text messages. I get emails. Yeah, I yeah, get, you know, here. she yeah. she she can't see a picture that I post on Facebook, but she will comment on it. She will, she's able to listen to the caption yeah. that is on the photo, and she will make a comment. So she likes and comments things on Facebook, and it's all by way of the iPhone and it's all by way of not only did, did I, you know, did she learn, but she wanted to learn. And you know, that's what keeps her in the loop. It's pretty cool. I think my mom called it. My mom said that to me when I was like, I got diagnosed maybe not too long after I got diagnosed. She said, you know, don't worry, you know, you have technology on your side. This is like, you know, yeah. In the nineties, you know, so here we are, you know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. My, my mom said the same thing, um, you know, when she was going through a, a little publicity tour after she had her surgery, she said the excitement of technology for her boys, which is myself and my brother, and then the next generations to come. It's amazing. Uh, Indeed. I don't, I don't worry about it. I mean, I have a seven-year-old son, and I'm, I mean, I don't want him to have it, but at the same time, I'm really not worried about it. Yeah, that's good. I'm Has really he been not. tested and everything? Not yet, no. I think they said to keep an eye on him, you know, because, you know, obviously I told him, you know, I have it, but he, he hasn't really shown any signs yet, and I know, I guess at me, I, it really didn't start really appearing until I was in my teens. Gotcha. Um, but he's very aware of, you know, Nana, you know, having, you know, what she got, and she, he's very aware of, you know, of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows, you know, so I'm hoping he'll kind of, you know, understand. He's doing, he does the same thing for me that, I did for my mom and you did for your, you know, your mom growing up. Just I, that was just going to ask that. Is he not kind of your little helper? Because yeah. my, my niece is 12, my nephew is nine. And the two of them, you know, when they come to visit, you know, the two of them lead the way with my mother and I for going yeah. somewhere. All right, and, I dropped this. Can you find that? Yep. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're very, hey, can you help me out? And I think it also kind of builds character in, 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 in um, young people like that. It makes them a little bit more aware of uh, what other people go through. And, you know, if you see somebody, if they might see somebody uh, in a wheelchair or have some other type of disability, they yeah. might be more well, inclined to go up and say, do you help, need any assistance? Right. Or what, well, even if, even if that person doesn't need it, sometimes a stranger coming up and asking if you need assistance can make someone's day, you know? Yep. What's well, why you said that because uh, I don't think, like you helping your mom and me helping my mom growing up, that never that never leaves us because I know when I was um, I I'm part of a, a group called Achilles International, mm-hmm. and uh, we do running events and stuff like that, and uh, also this other group called uh, locally around here called uh, Gaylord uh, Gaylord Hospital the uh, Sports Association. They have same idea. They help people with uh, disabilities and mm-hmm. get get involved in you know sporting events and stuff. And uh, one of the women there. Uh, Judy, she has RP, but she has a typical RP, which is the reverse. So she has no central, but she got the peripheral. Wow. I don't know if anybody else has heard that, but there are two different kind of forms of RP, you know, atypical, and then I forget what ours is called, but, but yeah, that's the more uncommon one. So we actually were a team for the triathlon. Like she did my swim portion and I did the, the bike and the run. So we ended up winning an award. And we had to go up and get our awards. And actually, just naturally, since she's and she's my mom's age, she's like in her sixties. So naturally, I just go, "Hey, grab my arm, let's go up and get our award." Like, because I was like, "I see enough." Where I was like, "I can't get us there." I yep. get the award and come and come sit back down. And I said, "Here, grab my arm." I, was like, I go, "This is you know, it's just this is natural." You know, like I, 
Like I, yeah. or I was raised this way, helping my mom, you know? Yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't think that ever leaves us. So even no matter where our vision gets, I think we're, you know, we're always going to try Correct. to help even if, if we can, if there's that ability to do so, like we're still going to be like, Hey, yeah, come here, grab my arm. Let's like, here, I'll help you. you know? Yes. Yeah. And it makes you feel good too. Cause you're like, I can still do that. I can still help. I can still do that. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good feeling. So I love all that, but, uh, it was great, man. This is a another great uh, conversation. I, I, I'm just starting to get more into it. Like, start feeling better about it now, and uh, we're getting um, the more people that. How, I how long have you been doing the, this podcast? Let's see your well. Let's see your episode because I just did one yesterday and the one before that haven't aired yet. So that's I think five episodes. Yeah, I think you're seven. I think. Lucky yeah, number seven. Yeah, I think seven, because I think five is tomorrow. Yeah, because I think I just put fours last week. Yeah, because there's okay. mine. And it's, yeah, four. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm getting there. So, but no, I, I love I love this. I love every, I love just interacting with, cause we, like we said, never, we didn't have this growing up, you know, so getting to talk no. to people that have RP. And, no, I and do. And, and I, I think it's a great thing, because you're, the best thing to do is to, to um, you know, everyone, whenever they get diagnosed with something, it's, I, I, immediately it's, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that. Yeah. But, you know, obviously your attitude and your energy is similar to mine. Where well, let's look at what we still can do. Yeah, and let's, let's um, modify this, you know? yeah, so you're right that this stuff wasn't around, you know, 20 years ago or let alone even our mother's generation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, even if there's, have you uh, interviewed anybody yet that is maybe newly diagnosed and they're the first one in their family and they're kind of freaking out and don't know what to do? Well, the first two were actual, they only been recently diagnosed within a year. Oh, wow. But I think it was like they already kind of knew they had over the years had all these issues and stuff. And Correct. And kinda, it didn't really hit them as hard, but they definitely, the first one, Tyler, she was, she's fine. I find a hard time adjusting right now. This is all new to her and stuff. It seems, I mean, even though she's had it for a long time and she recently yeah. got diagnosed, but I think it's just a lot, you know, you know, applying for disability and not having a job and, you know, that, those are the, the big things. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm hoping, you know, someone like her listens to, you know, people, you know, like you and, you know, JP Patterson, all the other people I've, you know, I've interviewed and hear their stories and realize that, you know, it's okay. This is all. This is all part of the process. Like it, it's actually interesting because you know. you're a sports-minded individual, where it people don't realize how often able-bodied people kind of pretend or put themselves in a disabled position. Meaning, mm-hmm. you play golf, you're a bowler. The, the first question is, "What's your handicap?" <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's true. you know, I'm. I grew up a, a sports fan in Philadelphia and oh, yeah. you know, when I would yep. play Sandlot baseball, I, I never, I never stepped up to the plate pretending I was Mike Schmidt in the, the bottom of the eighth ahead by four runs. Like it's always <laughs> bottom of the ninth uh, yeah, with yeah. your back against the wall. You, know, yeah, you never right. imagined being on the basketball blacktop. Like I'm Michael Jordan, two minutes left and we're up by 18 points. Like, no, no, no. no. It's always, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody wants to put themselves in a situation where they have to overcome adversity. And it's one of those things where we have a disability like RP. We're doing that on a daily basis. And it's a bit of a challenge, but there's some days where it feels fucking amazing when you do. Oh, sure. And that's, it's that's just, 
I always find it interesting how people always want to put themselves in a corner, like in a sports situation, a sports fantasy situation, or time is ticking down. Like, yep. you know, we're, our vision is ticking down, but every day we're still getting up and doing something new, doing something different, or still doing the same thing that we've been doing and it hasn't changed. Yep. And, you know, and, the, and the vice versa, it's okay to have those days where you're like, this sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I suck. I hate this. If I, if I, I swear, if I trip or knock into one more thing, I'm just gonna scream. I'm, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I swear. There's days that it's yeah, like RRP, having a visual impairment. Like you said, I swear, if I trip or bump into something, like do I have a visual impairment or am I a natural magnet? Like I'm attracting yeah. things to come right in front of me. Like, am I just a klutz? Like was I born? Yeah. Where am I? Was I born a klutz? That then has a visual impairment. Yeah, correct. yeah. Like, okay. I gotta look through my pediatric doctor's uh, notes if I was diagnosed with klutz or not at the age yeah, of five. Yeah, like you know, because like, it could be like I can get my vision back, but still trip on that curve. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, no. But thank you so much for uh, talking with me today. No, I, I appreciate the time. It's great getting to know you a little bit, and um, I'm sure we'll be talking at uh, sometime in the future, whether it's over. Sports, martial arts, or, All you know, what did you trip over today? <laughs> well, I'll be in Philly next year for the marathon. So oh, really? Reach out. Yeah, I'll be Absolutely. There. Good. Um, I live in the area where I get frustrated because, <laughs> oh, man, like, they blocked off traffic. I got to reroute myself because oh, it's got to be fun. So, yeah. So, then, well, yeah, I'll, I'll be, be there. there. Awesome. Excellent. Have a good one, man. You too. Bye. Bye later. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week for another episode of Living Free with RP. Get up off the wall. I've never met a challenge I wouldn't face.